last week we had a, a, an interesting question that we get a lot from a client. And it was, if these strategies that you're talking about are so great, why isn't everyone already doing them? And I think it's really important here to follow the money trail. And so what we're going to do today is spend a little bit of time talking about the simulated pension strategy, which right. if you've been listening, you're familiar with, but we'll do a, a quick a quick recap to keep you up to speed. And then we're going to follow the money trail and see what shows up. What could go wrong? <laughs> so when we talk about the simulated pension, this is one of the options for how we can spend money in retirement. And I'm a big fan of creating a plan that gives you flexibility for whenever you're ready to take your income streams so that you can make different choices based on the interest rate environment, the tax rate environment, um, what you're interested in doing at any particular age. You know, you may be really interested in actively managing your investments right now, but as you get older, you may decide you don't want that. Um, and the ability to change your distribution strategy, even based on your own risk tolerance uh, as well. Choices are key here because if you lock yourself into one particular strategy for income and retirement, you run the risk of boxing yourself into a corner when what you really need is freedom. Well, and the other freedom could be, hey, maybe I'm not as sharp as I used to be, or maybe I, you know, just there's a cognitive decline and I just don't want to manage this anymore. Or maybe right. I've learned that when I have access to all of my money, I tend to overspend, right? right. Whereas if I've got just paychecks showing up, it's pretty easy to live within a budget. Whatever the situation is, I think right. it's important for choices. But today we're going to talk about one of those choices. And that choice is simulating a pension or recreating something that works functionally almost the same way that a pension works. And what we're going to talk about is why you don't always hear about this particular strategy. So from a, a funding perspective, Eric, you want to walk us through the importance of the balance between investments and whole life insurance, and then talk about how that turns into an income stream when we're using a simulated pension at retirement. Sure. Yeah. So the, you know, the predominant advice is all investments all the time, big net worth, let's build this baby up. Right. So we're, you know, we're, we're dumping cash into the market. We're getting the rate of return that we'd like. We hope we're getting the rate of return that we'd like. And then come time for retirement, the, the predominant uh, advice at that point is we've got our big pot of gold. We've got our big pot of cash that we're sitting on. And we're basically going to live off the interest. We're going to live off the dividends of the interest that's coming off the account. And the a good rule of thumb or the, you know, the, the prevailing sort of data that we've seen is right around 2.8 to 3% is kind of a good distribution rate out of a, an all investment por por portfolio. So for every million you've generated in, in assets, you get to spend about 30K. Right, and that 3% that withdrawal rate is pretty much accepted across the industry, regardless right. of your allocation. Right, yeah, even if you're really hyper-aggressive or hyper-conservative, it's still about 3%. And right. so the way we look at the world is, Hey, three, nobody's excited about 3%. Nobody that gets to retirement with a million dollars in their account thinking, man, I've done a good job is excited that all I get to spend is this 30K. Right. And so the way we look at it is if you've got a combination of assets that are growing in the market, but have that volatility and coordinated against assets like an insurance contract that has no risk in the market, it's up and to the right. There's, there's and, guarantees. And let's be clear, up. we're talking specifically about whole life insurance here. Correct. 
Correct. Yeah. Something that has some, some built-in guarantees on that side of it, that because of the way they work together uh, and because of the, the coordination of different assets and them playing to their strengths, the distribution rate is not 3% anymore. You can take six, seven, eight, nine, depending on what's going on in the market, depending on what you know, the interest rate environment looks like, you're, you're able to spend quite a bit more, you're able to distribute quite a bit more by having a more coordinated cohesive system. Right. So let's talk about what happens. So just for starters, and then we're going to start talking about why you don't hear this, right? Right. So just for starters, you're going to save the same amount of money, whether you're working with a kind of conventional style advisor or whether you're working with these strategies, right? Because you want to compare apples to apples and say, if my inputs are the same, then the only way we know we've hit efficiency is by measuring outputs, right? right? So if we're saving exactly the same amount of money in this scenario, while you're in savings mode, some of the money is going to a whole life insurance policy and some of the money is going to uh, traditional investments, right? If that's what right. you're interested in. Anything where the focus is really rate of return and growth because we're trying to balance the distribution strategy and your spending rate in retirement with how much you're earning, right? Those right. two things really have to line up and go together. And so if we if we do that, one of the options, if we get to the, the right ratios, which is where your permanent death benefit is equal to the net worth you have in your investments, then one of the options that you have is the ability to roll over some or all, right, of the investments into something called a single premium immediate annuity, right? And so we've talked about annuities before. There's a bunch of different flavors of annuities. We'll probably go back in depth on it at some right. point. Not all annuities are good, right? There's there's a lot of- And they're of not all created here. the same, right? They all do yeah. different jobs. Different bells and whistles. Some are for accumulation. Some are for managing downside risk. But a single premium immediate annuity is basically, if I were putting my 401k into that right now, right. Um, which I wouldn't because I'm way too young to be doing that. But if I was yeah. at retirement age, kind of the, the conventional retirement age, If I were to take my 401k, I could roll it over with no tax consequences into a single premium immediate annuity. We also call these an income annuity sometimes. So if you hear us say those words, it's interchangeable, right? right? So this income annuity, basically the annuity company takes control of your assets and pools them with everyone else who is pursuing the same strategy, right? And then what they're going to do is look at mortality experience across the broad population, And the way that they do that, they're going to look at gender because men and women have different life expectancies. They're going to look at the interest rate environment and they're going to look at your age, right? And after looking at that across the entire pool, it's pretty easy to see what your expected payout would be. So for a 65-year-old male today with one of the companies that we use (laughs) for this type of product, the, the interest rate for the payout is about 6% right? Plus right. or minus 0.01, right? So we're going to round it and just call it six. Uh, for, for, easy the sake of, today. Yeah, for the sake of concept. So if you look at what happens, um, the way these annuities work, if you're maximizing the payout rate, you do it on a single life, which is why the death benefit is so important. So you could put money into the annuity and do it over a husband and a wife's um, life, lifetime. But what happens is the payout rate goes down. So in order to maximize the payout rate, you do it on a single life. And that's why that death benefit is so important because when your spouse passes away, that death benefit just pop shows right back up, right? Right. Income tax-free to replace the asset that was in 
the annuity, right? And there's a lot more nuance to this, right? So we did a full right. podcast on this earlier, um, but we want to make sure that you understand concept if you are listening for the first time so that you can see, um, okay, what actually happens. So I just took my safe withdrawal rate from 3%, giving me a greater than 90% chance of success to a guarantee that I will have income for the duration of my lifetime right. at 6% in that scenario, right? And so that's as I, of today, that's, that's today's right. environment, right? So that's a huge, huge move, but I don't want to disinherit my spouse. And I certainly don't want to be disinherited where I lose my best friend and my income on the same day. That would be terrible. So we, we really want to make sure that death benefit is there. So as I was walking through and explaining this to a client last week, they were like, this seems like a no brainer. Where's the catch, right? Why am I not hearing about this from like mainstream, why isn't everyone talking about this? And I have lots of opinions about this, but the one we're going to start with today (laughs) has to do with compensation, right? right? So if I look at someone who has, and I'm going to use a million dollars again, because it's easy math. If you've got a million dollars in an actively managed portfolio, your advisor is probably charging you around 1%. The fees could be higher than that, right? But the fees going through the broker dealer and then the broker dealer takes their cut and then the advisor gets their piece are generally kind of around that 1%. Right, that's a good industry average. Which means that on that million dollars, the advisor is making, well, the broker dealer is receiving a check for $10,000 and there's a portion of that going to the advisor. So I'm gonna use this kind of interchangeably. That portfolio is generating for the advisor in their company about $10,000 a year of income. So if they manage to preserve your portfolio, which is not a given in this scenario, right? Then they're taking that every year. And if your retirement lifetime is 30 years, so we're going from age 65 to age 95, right? We, that, that's just easy math. That means that there is $300,000 of revenue or profit to the institution and the advisor, right, right. over that time period. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it interchangeably and say that that's going to the advisor, right? So 300,000 to the advisor is a pretty big number. Well, if they're charging you 1% every year, right, and you're getting 3%, your advisor is getting 25% of the income that your portfolio is generating, 25%. So not only are you having to pay taxes, right, but you're also paying your advisor. So there's really very little that's left over for you. So somebody is getting, yeah, somebody is getting rich in this (laughs) scenario, right? It's just not you. So when I look at that, there, there's sort of this fundamental response to that. That is, is there a better way to do this that could generate more income for the client, right? And so when you look at income annuities, um, with the vendors that we use, Eric, what, what's the payout rate to the advisor if you move someone into an income annuity? Yeah, a good rule of thumb on that's about 3%. So you roll a million dollars into a single premium immediate annuity or an income annuity, and the advisor is getting paid about 30K on that one side. time, but it's one time, right? And then then basically on using the numbers we used earlier at about a 6% distribution rate, that million then is generating about $60,000 in perpetuity, as long as you're on the planet. Right. And so even if 
you don't have the full million dollars because you had to fund the insurance contract. Let's say there's $700,000 there, right? Instead, uh, right. because we took 300 grand to fund the appropriate amount. And again, these are, these are concepts here, but right. if we have 700 grand that is paying out at 6%, right? That's still 42,000 of income, right? right? As opposed to 30. So there's a nice increase there. And if you think about being in a higher interest rate environment, that number could be substantially higher because we've right. seen income annuities payout ranges for 65 year old males range anywhere from about 5% up to 13 historically, right. right? So we're definitely at the low end of that scale. Right. So if you think about how advisors get paid here, $30,000 up front is nice, but it's never going to replace $300,000 of income over the next 30 years. So when I think about how advisors look at things, it's, it's not that they're unethical, right? It's that frequently they don't know what's possible. I think there's a lot of advisors who are undereducated in our industry and they learn whatever their broker dealer or their um, RIA, is it IAR? No, I'm the IAR. I always get this I, wrong. RIA. So RIA, right? Which is, which is just another categorization. One, one is regulated by FINRA, the other is regulated by the SEC. But when you look at both models, it's really about generating income over time, right? That's the business model side of this. Right. And so I think advisors get into the business for the right reasons, but then what they're taught by financial institutions, sometimes you hear the same thing enough times you begin to believe it's the truth <laughs> and you don't explore what else is available because you've got something and you think it's pretty good. And so you stop looking. Yeah, it's very, it's, very common for that to happen. Yeah, it's the hybrid diversity that doesn't enter into the system like it should. So. Right. But if I look at what that means for the client, in one situation, yeah, hopefully they have income for their lifetime, but I know I do, right? And in the other situation, yes, there's a bigger paycheck up front, but there's no sustainable income. So anybody, right. anybody who's sitting in the advisor chair it's easy to say, oh, and don't look at annuities. Annuities are bad. The fee structures are crazy. It really depends on what type of annuity is. But if you can guarantee your income for a lifetime and you can guarantee that at 6%, even if there's less money in there, that could be a better option than a safe withdrawal rate of 3% where you're also paying your advisor substantially more over time. Right. And, and I think in all fairness, there, there's a downside to the SPIA. There's a yeah, downside to the single yes. premium immediate annuity, right? Um, and the downside is, the upside is you get guaranteed income as long as you're converting oxygen into carbon dioxide, right? As long as you're feeding trees, you're good to go. The moment you run out of birthdays, that's it. Now, right. in a pure SPIA, in a pure, what we call life-only SPIA. And so if that, if that date of uh, exit from the planet is two years in, you, you've left some money on the table, right? Sure. If that if that date of exiting the planet is 30 years in, you know, you're into the annuity company for, for quite a bit, which is kind of good. So, but the downside of the SPIA is in order to get that deal, in order to get the guarantees, you've got to push that money across the table mm -hmm. and, and basically waive ownership of it, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're, the income you're getting is based on the, the claims paying ability of the annuity company. And so there's not a lot of liquidity. There's if the market has a great run up and you retire and it's 1991, uh, you're missing out on some stuff, right? And so 
there there is some downside to that, but it's it is that idea that having multiple tools doing different jobs in coordination in cohesion with the plan is where the magic happens. Right. And understanding that if I look at my world as a nail, all my or if I see myself as a hammer, all my problems look like nails, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where the industry has sort of drifted into is I don't know what the problem is, but I think it's a better mutual fund. I think the solution right. is, is a better solution. mutual fund. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to understand too, the reason that we want to create multiple choices for how you create income, why it's not just do this one way only, but it's set yourself up so you have choices is that you might not want to pursue this option right now because interest rates are near historic lows. And so, especially if you know interest rate hikes are coming down the path, as interest rates go up, so do the payout rates on single premium immediate annuities. Plus you keep getting older. Right. And so you might want to lock it in at a higher payout rate. But if you have fears about inflation and interest rates are very low, you might not want to lock it in right now, but you might keep it in the back of your mind because in two to five years, it could make sense. Right. And that's, that's again, to, I think sometimes people expect to sit down with a financial advisor and just be told do X, Y, and Z, and here's your output. But it makes a lot more sense to say, do X, Y, and Z, and here's three choices for how you could have an output in the future, depending on what's actually going on. But I do think it's important in particular to follow the money trail, Yep. right? Because 300 grand over 30 years to an advisor is very different than 30 grand on the front end, right? With, you know, guarantees that you don't ever run out of income. I mean, those are, those are two very different potential outcomes. And so I think it's when you start looking at that, it's key in any situation where I'm getting mediocre results and giving up 25% of my income, I'm not, I'm not particularly happy about that. And frankly, you shouldn't be either. Yeah. Yeah. At least just understand the system. Right. Absolutely. So if you guys have questions about how any of this stuff works or when, and if, Um, annuities are appropriate or specific types, feel free to reach out to us. You can find me at, uh, at the wealth woman anywhere on social media. I'm on, um, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, Eric, where can I find you? Yeah. On LinkedIn as Eric Alexander and on Facebook and Instagram as economics with Eric. Hope you guys have a great week. 